Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Listen, you can name your, 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 your poison, name your pattern. It doesn't matter. The type of men that we are attracted to is the type of men that we gravitate toward. All of my men were the same. They just had a different name. Right. Okay. And we have to start recognizing our patterns. Patterns come in many, many, many forms. And they go hand in hand with red flags. Right. Okay. So the one thing that I learned about myself and all my messed up relationships. Let's just make sure we're pointing it out. Just because somebody has a Harley doesn't mean they're a bad boy or just because they're bad or anything. You're just saying is what is your attraction? It could be a, a John Deere tractor. You know, there's a song about that. She loves my tractor. That's true. She finds my tractor yeah. sexy. It's so it's not that it's a Harley or a Porsche. It's anything that you gravitate towards that's unhealthy. Yes. There's nothing wrong with tattoos. No. I am well, extremely attacking, attracted to men who are tatted up, and I don't have a single tattoo on my body. And I don't think I've ever told that to anybody before, by the way. <laughs> no, I knew. But, okay. um, well, we're not going to go into the tattoo because some people say it's wrong. Some people say it's right. We're not going. We are not making a pot of coffee to discuss that. That's not our point. But um, and it, and just if anybody's concerned, yes. When she was telling me what type of man she was looking for, now I took her list. I scrubbed it. We're okay. She did not like my list. I did not. And it was the wrong list, by the way, ladies. It was the same type of guy that I'm yeah. always attracted to. Which, by the way, is one of the reasons why I am single because I do not trust myself. So the Lord's going to have to really bring the right guy handpicked by him. Which is why I'm here. That's why we have friends. That's why we have sisters in the Lord to help out. We look for the, we help look for the red flags. We help take a list and scrub that list. I did. I took her list and I scrubbed it. Listen, I probably had 20 things on my list. She threw the whole list away and she put three of her own on there. <laughs> That's four. Four of her own on there. I don't, yeah, I think only one of hers was on my list. That was it. I'm like, man, Pretty much. your list is boring. <laughs> I know. But it's the right list. I know. I Okay. I have an issue. I know. I know the kind of man I'm attracted to. It's the bad boys. They are not good for me. Exactly. That's what they I'm here for. They are not good for me. And that's mm-hmm. one reason why I, on purpose, don't date right now. Right. Now, there's nothing wrong with dating. I'm not just yeah. saying that. But I am not. But that is yeah. a good point, though. Take someone with you. If you are going to go on a date, oh, absolutely. take a friend with you. Don't go on a date by yourself. You should never be alone anyway. I, we did teach our son that. Don't go on dates alone. Don't go anywhere where you can be alone. That is just spelling out trouble. You know, do, if you think you can trust yourself, that's you're dumb. an accident waiting to yeah, happen. You're dumb if you think you can trust yourself. Right. Don't do it. Because if you're really in love with that person, you don't trust yourself. Well, that's so right. We take a friend with you. We've, we've already got a thing. If she has a date with a guy, we're going to be right there. I don't know if my husband knows this yet or not, but we're double dating. Or I'm a, th- a third wheel. One or the other. Either way, she can go by herself. Right? Be that friend. Yes. <laughs> and you are that friend. I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. You are that friend. I'm going to be asking questions. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Melissa, yeah. if you're listening, we need to meet that young man. <laughs> I got questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's getting the third degree. Oh, yeah. In a special kind of way. Exactly. 
we love you. We want to bless you, but (laughs) that's our girl. And we got to make sure you're okay. Absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. That's just what we do. Exactly. Okay. So, um, where was I? All right. So listen, I'm going to talk about me a little bit. Uh, so the one thing I learned about myself and all my messed up relationships was that they were all the same guy. They just had a different name. Um, all the same red flags, all the same messed up issues. He was just, they were just like me, but in male form. Dysfunction attracts dysfunction on so many levels. And we have to learn what our pattern is so that we can recognize the red flags when we're about to step back into the same toxic situation because they go hand in hand. And we've got to learn to recognize these things. And this type of wisdom comes from the Lord. He's always looking out for us. He wants us to recognize toxicity, toxicity, toxicity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, one thing I want to tell you, ladies, it, I want y'all to listen. It is okay to be single. You do not always have to be in a relationship. Some of you think that you just can't be single because they're just too lonely. I'll just die if I don't have to. Ha- if I don't have a man, no, you won't. And, and I, I'm going to say that I'm one of those type. I don't like being alone. That's why I had a great relationship with my parents. We stayed with them until I got married. Mm-hmm. But I paid my own bills. I helped out around the house. I cooked and cleaned. My mom loved it. You were in school. Was, you had a yeah, job. I had a job. I was in school taking care of my child. But um, And I had thought about moving out several times, and my parents were like, they knew I'd be miserable. They knew I would hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a type to pee. I don't like being alone. You know? I'm, that's one of the reasons I have a dog. But you didn't but, go man chasing no, I because did you yes. couldn't be alone. Exactly. And that was the difference because I put myself, because mm-hmm. of the Lord... I was able to put myself in. And if you have a good family unit, don't abuse your family either. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't abuse the family. If you've got a good family unit, be a team and work together as a family. You know, work it out. And some of you don't have a family no, some unit, of you don't. so you get a friend yeah. unit. Get a friend unit, and you know, and if really, if you just hate being by yourself and you keep chasing men, get a roommate. That or get a dog. Get a dog. Get a cat. I mean, really, that helped because when Ray travels, when Ray used to travel mm-hmm. all the time and everything, and whether it was for work or missionary mission trips, man, that dog and I, we, and, well, the cat, well, the cat likes me now, but we would just go to the bedroom at the in the evening, stay there, and we'd hang out, and it was okay. And then Ray would call. It was okay. Talk to a friend. Have that buddy you can talk to. Talk to the Lord. Get on the phone. Yeah. Chat it up with your girl. Text. You know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how many times I just sit there and start talking to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know. Because he was, he said, "I'm there for you." Yeah, and he doesn't mind you having chit chat conversations. Saying, hey, this is what happened in my day, Lord. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he knows what He's happened, there but in he the can room. still listen. Yeah. yeah, and he wants to. That's called having a relationship. Yeah. That's the healthy relationship. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, what was I saying? That it is okay yeah. to be single. Yes, it is. Um, it's okay to be alone. Yes. Okay. Um, 
you don't always have to be in a relationship. And some of you shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah, not until you get healed. Exactly. You, sometimes you, we have to take a step back and we have to allow the Lord to um, put some healing into us. Right. And um, it... Um, how do I say this? You have to be healed sometimes before you're going to get in a committed relationship. If, and this is what I've told several, some women. If you don't have a good relationship with Jesus, there is no way you can have a good relationship with anybody else. Yep. Because Agreed. nobody's going to meet the expectations anyway, but mm-hmm. you have to have a good, healthy relationship with Jesus. And if you're in a relationship right now, if you're in a married relationship and you don't have a good relationship with Jesus, get one. It will help your marriage. It will oh, help yeah. your relationship with your children, your friends, your coworkers. You build your relationship with Jesus because from there you can build other relationships. It starts with you. Yes. Oh, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. uh You have to learn about yourself. That's one thing about me. I did not know who I was. All I knew is that I was a complete mess. And the Lord showed me who I was. He showed me who he was. Mm -hmm. He also showed me that I was in a complete chaotic relationship, a toxic relationship. And I didn't realize that until he removed John and I was alone and the fog began to clear. And it was because he was cheating, not because she just left him one day. He was a cheater. Yes. Constant. Not a one night stand. I'm so sorry. I was stupid. It was a consistent cheating and not stopping or wanting to stop. That list that I gave y'all earlier about red flags. It was all him. He was my example. <laughs> he fit every one of them. He was a good example in a bad way. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, um, okay. So, the another thing that I want to talk about is, um, oh, and this is where our our new subject is going to come in. Okay. I'm so sorry. I haven't slept in two days. Oh, I didn't even know. Nobody could hear okay. that. Okay. So this woman, in all her shame, was hiding out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hold on. Start it. Let me start over. Okay. This woman, in all her shame and hiding out, wasn't able. She wasn't able to hide from Jesus. Exactly. We you cannot can't. hide from Jesus. Our sins can't be hidden. No. Nope. Ray said that when 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 the Lord started getting his attention, and what one of the things the Lord did is woke him up to go to a passage in the Bible, and it was about the sins were seen and it will be dispersed or it will be shown. And he's like, okay, I don't want my sins shown. Uh oh. Yeah, he knew he was about to be in trouble. He knew it. He said, he says, when I when I when the Lord showed me that, and I read that, I knew I was in big trouble. Yep. And I needed to repent. He said, I repented right then and there, and got my yep. life and got my life with the Lord. Yep. He said that was my what it was his wake up call. And that's the way it works. When I was drinking after John left, I really I was already a closet alcoholic. But then after he left, I became a full blown alcoholic. But I was at home alone. So it was real easy to do because the kids had already graduated or were in the process of graduating, but they were in high school and they had jobs, so I was pretty much alone the whole time. And um I didn't want to quit drinking, so the Lord I had a consequence. Well it wasn't a big enough consequence. So I had another consequence. Do you want to mention these consequences? No. No. Okay. And so it wasn't a big enough consequence. 
third consequence came around. Third consequence almost ruined my life. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm listening now. Mm-hmm. I'm listening now. So the Lord has to do things or bring things to our mind to um, make us realize it's about to go down. Do you really want it to go down? Stevie and I do that with my, my little grandson. He knows the word consequence. Three years old, and he's known the word consequence for a while. And he'll do something, and you and they'll look at him like, do you need a consequence? He gets a choice. Yeah. You keep doing it, you're going to get a consequence. Do you want one? No. He looked at me one day, he was like... Kind of tilted his head, like, you going to really do it? And then he went ahead and behaved, which I was like, really good, because I really didn't have an idea for a consequence. I wasn't too sure what I was going to do. So he you didn't call my bluff. come up with one real quick. Yeah, yeah. Thank God he didn't call my bluff. I have to be ready next time. Go ahead and get my little timeout chair. Oh, my kids had one of those, yeah. too. Um, okay, so... But that ain't speaking them. That's his parents' problem. Yeah. Oh, no. Do, grandpa- yeah, yeah, exactly. No. If I had a grandchild, I'd I'd never spank them either. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so listen, ladies, when we really, really make a mess of things, and sometimes we really, Mm -hmm. really make a mess of things, the last thing that we want is for someone to know about it. It's just too painful and embarrassing to admit that you might have been that dang naive or that desperate again or that addicted to relapse or that lonely to be able to not be alone. No one wants others to know about our failures. And the one thing that I didn't write in here about why we stay with people and Anna brought it up. She brought up an example of her own reason why she stayed in the situation that she was in. So I'm going to let you talk about that because then I have my own. I cannot believe that I didn't even put this in my notes and I thought it was fabulous that you brought it up. So Anna, tell us. (laughs) So um, I had only one bad relationship and that's why we are saying it doesn't matter whether you have one or five. It's all the same. And what the damage is done. The damage is done. I didn't know anything about dating. I didn't know how. Um, As far as I knew, my parents had a great relationship. They were very committed. And they, I I don't know about my, I don't, I don't really know about my dad, but I know my mom didn't really date. So in my mind, you know, you meet a great guy and that's it. Well, what I didn't realize until the Lord showed me later is. That's because your parents are perfect. And that's the only example you ever had. <laughs> I'm not saying they made it look really easy. Um, I, I'll never forget when my aunt, because, you know, I had wound up marrying that guy. And uh, I remember my aunt looking at me one day and goes, she goes, honey, it's very hard. Marriage is hard. And I'm like, where are you earlier? <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> but what kept me there, because all those red flags Joanna mentioned, they were there. He had very much wandering eyes. But I didn't know what to do. And some of it I didn't even know until later because I was so naive. I didn't watch. My parents, you know, they scrutinized what I watched. I didn't have a whole lot of friends to teach me wrong things. Um, I don't know if I had any friends that really taught me any wrong things because I didn't have hardly any. So what happened was is I wound up having a fear. But I don't even know where that fear came from originally. Because if he started out as a nice guy, seemed nice. But like it's like you said though, eventually there was, was the, a charmer. Yeah, sweet he was very charming, very sweet talking. Did the deflection thing, mm-hmm. um, had the wandering eyes, but I didn't, you know, think much about it. And the, now that I'm older and wiser, and I can see the words of of 
cheating in his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Did he ever actually cheat on me? Physically, I maybe I'm not 100% sure, but I know that he um, emotionally cheated on me all the time. You know, I know that he would come to me wanting something after seeing another woman. And that's mm-hmm. just degrading mm-hmm. anyway. And that's a form of abuse because it's degrading. It's very degrading. Absolutely. And so it started. Like, he would. He I mean, how filthy do you feel inside yeah, after exactly. that? Exactly. Well, you know that he just no, he doesn't want you. You're just an object. Um, it started out with yelling, and then it grew to punching a window. And then by this time, I'm married because I thought I, well, I did all that. I got pregnant. I got to get married now. You know, it's, this is going to get better. <laughs> And then famous last words. Yeah. Then that's when the abuse and then that more and more fear because I didn't know what he would do. I didn't tell my parents that he punched the windshield because I didn't one. I I knew they'd make me break up with them, which I should have. But I too, I didn't know what would happen if I did. And then the threat started that I'm going to kill you. I'm going to chop your head off. I'm going to do this to you. Throwing chairs. Well, if you that know. isn't verbal abuse, I don't I know. know what is. Oh, I know. I mean, and it was escalating. Ladies, it didn't start from the very beginning. It's not like, wow, that was dumb. No, he started out really nice, and it grew, and the fear grew. But then the Lord started speaking to me. I started learning how to pray, and that fear started going away. Love cast out all fear. Mm-hmm. That fear started going away. So, you know, I started standing up to him. No, you're not going to be like this. No, you're not going to do this. That's pretty much probably when I noticed. I think that's when something was going on. And then the next thing I know, he's like, oh, yeah, we need a divorce. Wait, what? Out of the blue? We're not even fighting. Yeah, it was out of the blue for you. Yeah, it was out of the blue for me. Not for him. Apparently, somebody else was going to be moving in, and I forgot what else was going on. But it started out, though, it was a fear that grew. Until I grew in the Lord and as the Lord started speaking to me and I started learning, kind of like the woman at the well, he met me where I was, that fear started going away and I could start seeing things and I could stand up for myself. Was I bully yelling and all that? No. But, you know, he, um, I forgot what happened. He, he did something where, oh, he, I was scrubbing the bathtub and he had left to go take out the trash suddenly. I guess he felt guilty watching nothing but TV and went to go take out the trash. Well, when he came in, the chips had been uh, thrown everywhere. Well, we had a dog and we had a child. No, it wasn't our dog. We were babysitting the dog. And he, I mean, he just spanked Stevie. I don't, I know all I heard, I heard it. I don't know how bad it was, but I'm like, what the heck is going on? He goes, look what he did. He threw all the chips. I said, how do you know he did? Did you see him do it? No. Well, how do you know the dog didn't do it? (gasps) Dixie would never do that. Yeah. Okay. I grabbed my child and I said, don't you ever touch him again. That's when things started changing because I was no longer afraid. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, next thing I know, we're driving home. I "I think we should get divorced. I said, don't you want to go to church? We can go to church. I'll go to whatever church you want me to go to. Don't you want to do that? You want to go to marriage counseling? No, don't you think you would rather go? Don't, wouldn't you rather go home? I'll let you know on Wednesday. It was a Monday. I'll let you know on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because he had plans on Wednesday. Yeah, well, Wednesday, uh, we're driving home. I'm like, so, because we had a job that was like right around the corner and we only had one car. I mean, the Lord had blessed us. Ouch. He got a better job. He, um, he, we, he was right around the corner from where I work. So having one car was perfect. It worked out beautifully. I mean, everything that you would think was going in the right direction, it was going in the right direction. 
And then Wednesday comes up, I said, what's going on? And he goes, yeah, we're getting divorced. You can leave Friday. Why did I wait until Friday? I did. Hey, you could have kicked you out within yeah. the hour. So well, at least he gave you till Friday. My mom would have been happy. My mom, <laughs> oh, that yeah. was the happiest phone call my mom ever got. Oh, yeah. She was there yeah. in 10 minutes. Yep. And um, so... But that's what we want to do is fear is what keeps you there. A lot of times you'll wind up with this fear. Oh, it's paralyzing. Fear of being alone, fear of change, fear of what is he going to do to me? I remember those times where he wanted to do stuff that I didn't want to do, like you said. And I was afraid. What would, what if I'd be looking around like, can I get out? Can I run? What's he going to do to me? Yeah. No, I mean, because I didn't know. And so you wind up having all these fears. You don't know. They no. are unpredictable. And sometimes yeah. they snap. Exactly. And sometimes women do lose their lives. Yes. What I should have done get hurt. is told my parents. Yeah. Had I told my parents. But why, Anna? Fear of being. Yes. Um, alone. You, and you were ashamed. Yes, I was. I was ashamed of what I'd done. And I yeah. thought because I had made that mistake. That was it. I was yeah, done. you deserved it. Yep, I deserved you know everything what? I got. You didn't. I know. Now, and that's what keeps us trapped. Because we won't repent, tell the Lord we're sorry, mm-hmm. and take a different path. See, the enemy kept me there. Well, you did it. You're stuck. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. But if I didn't understand, I could repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I did this, something stupid. I shouldn't have done this. And got out of it. Yeah. And confessed. He says if we confess our sins, to, he says to confess our sins. He also says confess our sins to one another to get out of it. That's why we have to have an accountability exactly. partner. Yeah. Um, so my fear, I was with my um, ex-husband for almost, um, let's see, our separation and divorce was five years. So we were together about 15 years when this was happening. And everybody always, I get this question a lot. Why were you with him so long if he was um, so abusive? Now, the the problem was that he wasn't abusive like putting me in the hospital abusive. Right. Um, he did put his hands on me, but it was little Things, you know, like a shove here or, okay, that's not true. Um, it started out that way. It ended up with his hands on my throat, yeah. you know, Gradual. me almost passing out, you know, just things like that. But I, I was never one of those that ended up, you see women in the hospital where they're almost unrecognizable. Okay, that wasn't me. My abuse came in different forms. Mm-hmm. And um, and so one of the... I I. Somebody asked me one day, why in the world did you stay so long? And I got to thinking, and I thought, you know, in fact, it might have been you. It might have been. It might have been, because we talked about this one day. And I was just Um, curious. The reason why I stayed so long, and ladies, this might be your story, too, and if it is, I want you to listen up, because there is a way out. This does not have to keep you in bondage, because that's exactly what fear does. It keeps us in bondage. Um, I, uh, I didn't have parents. Right. I had lost, but my my story was the exact opposite of mm-hmm. Anna's. She had a loving family that she could turn to. I had the exact opposite. I didn't have any parents. My my parents had passed away. Um, my family was not close. Um, I didn't have anywhere else to go. We owned our own business, so I worked for the business. I didn't even have an outside job. All of my entire world was wrapped up in this life. I didn't have anywhere to go. 
I didn't feel that I could get another job anywhere. Um, why? I don't know. I had great qualifications, but not in my head. And um, I just, I, I was paralyzed with fear of being alone and being on my own with nothing. When in reality, he emptied our checking accounts. He left with everything. He sold all of our assets from our business out from under me, um, liquidated into cash so that he could um, buy them a house in cash so that when our divorce hit, I didn't have any access to that because you don't have access to cash. And um, and that's just the way that is. And so by the time he got done with me, I was literally, and when I say penniless, I mean penniless. And um, and I was so, I was instantly... Um, but why did you stay with him so long? Okay, but that was at the end. Oh, that's right. That was at okay. the end. Okay, gotcha. And I did, the Lord had made it so where I didn't have a choice but... To stand on my own two feet and move away from that situation. I ended up getting a job. The Lord found a great job for me. Um, And I ended up being able to pay my own bills. Yes. And um, I... That's when the fog began to clear. Mm -hmm. I get that. And, you know, and the Lord began to... Because I was too afraid to do it on my own. The Lord put things in place to where I didn't have a choice. This is the way it's happening. You are moving out of that relationship, whether you like it or not. You are not staying here. And um, it was the most frightful thing that I ever had to do in my entire life was to learn to disconnect from that damaging, dysfunctional relationship because it's all I knew at that particular time for almost 20 years. And um, it was one of the hardest, most emotional things that I had to do. But it was also the best thing that the Lord ever did. He literally moved me out of that toxic relationship. My head began to clear. Um, I began to see things. I began to see red flags. I began to see patterns. I began to learn about myself. I began to have a relationship with Jesus, which I had been Christian for a while, but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus because the man that I was married to, that didn't exist either. Well, and if you you don't know about a relationship, you don't know how to have one. How are you going to have a relationship with Jesus if you've never had one? And not in in real life. In in real life. Exactly. Because I had relationships with my parents, but I didn't know how to have a relationship with Jesus. I didn't know how to have a relationship with anybody. I mean, I know how to have one with a parent. Yeah. I didn't even have a good one with my brother at that time. Right. And you had to learn to do that, too. I did. I did. We have a great one now. Okay, so so that makes sense. I'm saying yeah. is it makes sense that some of these women are in a situation and they're like, I don't know how to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Well, you're you're right because you haven't learned, and that's what we're here for to help you yeah. learn. And Jesus Himself, Jesus showed yes. me, and that's what He did with the woman at the well. He yeah. came and had an encounter, but she had a choice. Yeah, I could sit here and listen and talk, or I can walk away. Yep. Yeah. She did. She got a choice. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about our gal in the spotlight. Exactly. Um, So in her shamefulness, she conveniently left out her messy parts. But again, that was probably shame and fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you, you you clearly can't hide anything from God. And he proved that right after she unsuccessfully tried to omit her mess. Exactly. Hereby dubbed mess omission. 
Mm-hmm. So, ladies, mess omission does not exist with God. It is not possible. So there's no reason not to get real and truthful with him. There's no reason for you to not just lay it all out there. Um, Does he already know about it? Yeah, he didn't get upset with her. He didn't yell at her. He didn't scream at her. He didn't call her any names. He just sat there with her gently. Yeah. And Jesus is still to this day gentle. He is. Now, is he coming back King of Kings tatted up with Lord of Lords and, you know? Yes. Tatted it does. It says faithful and true. He's up on his thighs. Tatted up. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. I, mean, I like it. I mean, how else is he going to have faithful and truth on, written on his thigh? I mean, maybe oh, there's gosh. another way. There's the I may, Hey, I may not be lacking in imagination. I'm just saying he is coming back with the fire yeah. in his eyes. Mm-hmm. But right now, he, he's sitting there. Sitting with you gently saying, come to me, all you who are heavy and laden. If you and have a weary. burden and weary and in, in, in fear, yeah. come to me. I'm right here beside you. It, it, I'm right here with you. All you have to do is accept me. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.